chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. Advocates and analysts will join us to discuss the ongoing path to reform and legislation. Now, the State of Cannabis, with your host, Dave Inman. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, folks. I'm your host, Dave Inman. It's been a a bit of a roller coaster the last couple of days. Uh, Three states have recreational marijuana. A little bit of a downside, it sounds like, with uh, D.C., possibly some uh, congressional uh, intervention uh, potentially happening there. We'll, we'll stay strong. Um, tonight is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm honored, actually, to, uh, to, to have my guest here tonight. Some of you may know him. If you don't, then you've probably had your head under a proverbial rock. The guru of ganja, the troubadour of THC, uh, author, activist, uh, Ed Rosenthal is with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ed, how are you? I'm good. How do you feel about the progress that we've seen so far the last couple of days? That's really good. But I think that the big one is coming up in 2016, and that's going to be the California Initiative. Now, I've been working on that. Now, here um, you have a Marijuana Users Bill of Rights. Is any of that being implemented in the, uh, the California uh, Initiative? Yes, uh, all of those are being integrated in. Okay, and if you if you wouldn't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna read over what uh, the marijuana users bill of rights is. Current marijuana laws prohibiting possession, use, sales, and production shall be repealed, and this law will replace them. Two, cannabis will be placed under civil authority and regulation. Criminal penalties will apply only to a limited number of activities. Three, all residents shall have the right to grow their own marijuana and to share it with family and friends. Four. Medical marijuana shall be manufactured and provided separately than adult use, and a marijuana recommendation shall be treated as a prescription by the state. Medical dispensaries will be permitted in all jurisdictions. Adult use stores shall be allowed on a county and city basis. They will be prohibited only by a vote of the people. Six, manufacturing possessing shall be permitted in all cities and counties, and licensed to do so shall be granted when the zoning and appropriate permits are secured. These permits and the zoning laws shall not design to restrict the opening of continued existence of these enterprises. Use shall be permitted on private premise at the owner's discretion. Public smoking bans may apply to streets and other public property. Tell me about this. How did you come up with this? Well, I thought about it, and um, these are the basic things that I think a person would want without... I'm not trying to get extreme, but, but these are the basic things that you would want from an initiative. You want to be able to use it, to grow your own, to be able to buy it or sell it, to have, uh, to be licensed to, to, to sell for sale or manufacture sort of the basic rights in a, in a capitalist society. That is, uh, that people have a means of obtaining it and, People have the right to use it. That's a, an important point, um, the right to use it. How, uh, right. how do we go about reattaining that right to use it? We're trying to uh, incorporate uh, these seven, uh, seven points into the, the uh, California Marijuana Initiative 2016. <clears throat> so it's, it's a broad coalition. A broad coalition. 
And, you know, I try to make it broad enough that at least everybody who, that the activist, this is something that I think virtually all activists and all people who use marijuana could agree on. On the other hand, it's not something that would affect society in a negative way. Easy to get people to sign on to it. And it's not something that has just simply a, a CBD only or a no-grow kind of scenario. You know, people talk about Washington State being legal, but it isn't. The only thing that's legal in Washington State in terms of the consumer is possession of under 28 grams that has been purchased one of their stores. They can't grow it. They can't, if they have 29 grams, that's a misdemeanor. If they have 40 grams, it's a felony. They can't transfer it. It's not legal. It's not legalization. They, all they have is an exemption for under an ounce and a legal means of buying it. So currently in, in the state that we think uh, has recreational uh, cannabis uh, legal, yeah, they in fact uh, are in jeopardy if they go over 28 grams. That's right. I mean, Colorado is totally different. But in terms of Washington, state of Washington, it's don't call it legalization. It's it's an exemption, criminalization for under an ounce. Well, and and some would argue maybe that it's at least something. How would you feel about that? Well, I feel that it's it continues the cops and robbers game because you can't grow it. Few people can sell it. So if you can't, so if you can't grow it, but you do grow it, and you have more than twenty eight grams, you remain a felon. Well, and Washington's kind of unique in that regard, too, because they had the, uh, the Liquor Control Board there prior. Uh, you know, I, I was a resident of Washington State for a little while, and I would remember, you know, uh, going to get beer at the store. But if you wanted something a little bit harder, you had to go to the liquor store. Uh, they had very uh, scarce hours and uh, strict policies going in and out. So it's, it's almost like Washington might have already kind of been used to those types of protocols. Well, they used the Liquor Board to enforce it. So that's, exactly. That's, that's pretty terrible. But... You know, I don't want to stick on Washington. What what I'm thinking of is that the uh, the seven points the Marijuana Users Bill of Rights should become the template marijuana legislation and initiatives over the country. And I'm not saying there wouldn't be variation from state to state and different different rules, but these are the basic rights that you want: the right to grow your own. And I think that, you know, the very first marijuana initiative, which was uh, in 1972, Prop 19 in California, it said free legal backyard marijuana. And it's as simple as that. The Yippie uh, Four Unnegotiable Demands, and that was also in the early 70s. And one of those four demands is uh, uh, free legal weed. Uh, I, I think it's long-standing, and it's been a uh, yearning of marijuana users for 40 years. So I, I think we should go with that. More than 40 years, about 45 years. And incarcerated just uh, you know tens of thousands of people. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, author, activist, uh, Ed Rosenthal is with us. Right back at you in a few, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com when we return. 
Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to ensure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at KarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. Setting fire to the stoner stereotype. Sparking up candid conversations with cannabis researchers, entrepreneurs, and advocates. Educator, author, and advocate Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the Cannabis Crusade. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. Growing green to generate more green. Welcome to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman. Each week we plant the conversational seeds about cultivation and the changing climate of cannabis culture. We'll peel back the layers of benefits of the world's most versatile plant, from food to fuel, from remedy to resource. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines, welcome back to the State of Cannabis. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis, folks. I'm Dave Inman. Tonight we have with us author, activist, uh, Ed Rosenthal. You're, you're also the executive director of GreenAid. Um, and it's a campaign to support individuals uh, uh, serving severe sentences for the role uh, implementing state medical marijuana laws. Let me uh, let me explain what Green Aid is. Green Aid is uh, Green Aid, the medical medical marijuana legal defense and education fund, and our goal is to change the marijuana laws through the courts and through education. And so we've used different cases in different situations, legal situations, to help change the par- either the paradigm or the laws themselves. And I'll give you a few things that we've done. Well, one thing is. In Columbia, Missouri, we've changed the politics there by uh, starting protesting police practices where they were using SWAT teams to serve marijuana marijuana uh, search warrants. We changed the practices there, helped them get rid of their the chief of police for the for the city, and then the former chief of police was relieved of his. Of his position also, and I think that actually show me Missouri, which is campaigning for an initiative in 2016. I think that they a result of this. So that that was one thing that we did. We did a lot of things in the last two years around child protective services, and we got other organizations involved. And once we get other organizations involved, we sort of drop out. 
and we move on to the next project. Our project now is is incarceration, long-term incarceration. You know, there are people serving life without parole for mar- for marijuana offenses and uh, 30 years, 20 years, 15, 10. It, it, all this long-term incarceration is is terrible for society. It's it, and it's a terrible terrible blot on America. And we have to free these people. That's what the that's what our new campaign is about. And how can we get involved in that? Well, it, it isn't a mass it isn't a mass movement campaign of itself. What what we do is we take a few cases and we work on those cases and we choose those cases for their publicity value to a great extent. And also, we want to make sure that this is a case where that isn't compromised in any way. So that, you know, it's a pure marijuana case. There are no other factors involved. And that that people are willing to cooperate with us in doing the publicity behind it as we try to help them. And so with that, what we're doing is both... We're looking for cases that where we can change the paradigm, either illegally or through or through uh, plea. And I'll give you another example. Um, in uh, California, it was legal. It's legal to use medical marijuana and to travel with it if you have a medical card. You know, if you have a, a recommendation. But when you go on a plane. Uh, the, not the TSA, but the local police were con- or sheriffs were confiscating marijuana. We had a number of trial, not trial cases, it never got to that, but well, just the threat of going to trial on it, sheriffs or the counties changed their policies. Bob Hope Airport, uh, uh, Portland Airport, Oakland Airport, San Francisco Airport, we opened them up. So you you can go onto an airplane and travel with your medicine. Well, and, and some of the uh, the medical states also have reciprocity. So you know you'll see sometimes uh, being able to fly from one point to another and and it being okay. Well, Do you think that uh, that particular um, incident could have helped with reciprocity? You know, let's say you have a marijuana medical card in California, and so if you have that card, you can travel with your marijuana. Now, let's say you're traveling out of state. The TSA can't arrest you. California can't arrest you. So if you were going to be arrested, you'd have to be arrested on the other side. And I've never heard of that ever happening. And once you're off the plane, they have no reason to search you. Unless they want to. (laughs) Well, (laughs) no, I don't agree with that. They just don't have the right to search you. And if they do search you... And let's say they find this and they arrest you and everything. It all depends. See, uh, it all depends. But um, you would win that case. Now, there are a lot of, and with most people, you would not want the bother of that or the hassle of it, the threat of it. But that's that's what Green Aid, that's actually what Green Aid does. It goes out there, looks in all kinds of ways in terms of uh, legal, changing the, the legal parameters. So the best way to help Green Aid, actually, you know, as I said, we're not really a membership organization, 
but it's just to, to fund us. The more funding that we have, the more professional work that we can do. And what we 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 use uh, professional publicists at times, and uh, you know we use a lot, lawyers a lot. The lawyers work for us. We don't like working pro having lawyers work pro bono because they don't they don't uh, very often they don't take pro bono seri- work as seriously as paid work but we pay them minimally often a hundred dollars an hour or less and you know for a lawyer that's a very low fee absolutely so so, so that you know so that we have some uh, economic relationship with them and yet it isn't very costly it would cost far, far more for an individual uh to, to do some of these cases. And that's how, you know, so we get very good value for our money. We don't have, uh, we don't have an, we don't have an office. We don't really need office space. And our only paid employee is a bookkeeper. We have occasional paid employees for particular projects, but there's a lot of bang for the buck. And is there a website or any place where uh, one can donate to this organization? Yeah. And what what about, is there a place where they can uh, send information? Yes, people contact us all the time. And, and often, sometimes we can help help them in ways, even if we don't develop a relationship with them, turn them on to other information or attorneys or uh, resources. They, you just go on, just go on Google and put in Green Aid, and it will come up. Excellent, and that's uh, GreenAid.com, correct? Also, yeah, GreenAid.com. Yes. Excellent. It's Green-Aid.com. There's All right. Green. But you can, as I said, you can just put Green Aid on Google, and everything will come up. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, author, activist. Uh, Ed Rosenthal is with us. Right back at you in a few, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com, when we return. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Listen in as Dr. Dina, medical marijuana pioneer and inspiration for the award-winning TV series, Weeds, shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina, only on CannabisRadio.com. It's time to check in with Doc Robb and the Concierge for Better Living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Robb. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis, folks. I'm Dave Inman. Tonight we have with us author, activist, Ed Rosenthal. So let me ask you this. Um, 
a big push coming in 2016. It's a presidential election year. There's going to be a lot of states, uh, hopefully a lot of states, especially after these last couple of wins. Uh, now, California had a, a previous attempt. What do you think was the, the failing in California? I think that the people who were working on it uh, didn't do enough outreach to other activists, and they were sort, they were sort of their own focus group. I think that the initiative had some flaws, but I think that there was really a demographics problem because 2010 w was an off year, just like this is an off year, and you get a more conservative group of voters coming out in the off years. So 2016, there'll be demographically there'll be two changes, and that is, you know, uh, it will be six years since the 2010 initiative, and if you figure that. People vote for about 50 years or so. Every two years, every uh, the electorate changes by about four percent. So this will be six years since 2010. So the electorate will have changed by about 12 percent, and that means that the oldest 12 percent generally ha have passed away, and those are those tend to be the most conservative people as far as marijuana goes. So uh, they're being replaced by younger people who have a much different attitude. And then 2016 will be a presidential election, and you get a much more liberal electorate coming out. I didn't take any classes in college in botany or in almost no classes in English. In my high school yearbook, it said that I was going to be a plant scientist and a writer. <laughs> That uh, was definitely uh, hitting the, the nail on the head on that one, huh? You, you also uh, recently uh, wrote a book, Beyond Buds, surpasses just simply the, the flower. These much more concentrated forms, uh, a lot of news publicity obviously has been poor in the subject, you know. Uh, Don't get enough sleep. <laughs> that's definitely true. That's definitely true. And and generally, uh, you know, not always do they pack on the pounds. Uh, I think marriage probably packs on more pounds than uh, than uh, smoking cannabis does. I think that actually, uh, ca ca you know, they talk about the munchies, but over the long run, I think ca cannabis uh, is you or the endogenous cannabinoids are used by the body to regulate hunger. And I think that uh, cannabis might seem to create the munchies and things. I think that really it regulates regulates. Just sending a clear signal to your uh, to your brain that it's time to eat. Well, well, you know, THC is a retrograde signal, and what what that means is that you know how the synapses send signals out to the next nerve and so on to the dendrites and so on. So on the other side. The cannabinoids and the cannabinoids, the, the cannabinoid receptors are sending a signal to the signalers that the signalee has been getting enough signals. So that's why it's called retrograde signaling. It sends a signal back. What that does is it, it helps to re modulate and regulate things, keeps things more at an even keel than uh, going up and down and getting into nervous uh, sort of ex extreme. And so that's why, uh, you know, people often calm down from an extreme situation when they use cannabis, and that's one of the reasons why, because of that retrograde signaling. 
a recent uh, discovery, the endocannabinoid system. How beneficial do you think the discovery was to uh, past uh, medical marijuana laws as well as, as new tax and regulate laws? I don't know that that came into play, but here, here's, I just want to explain how important it is to humans. Well, you know, our cannabinoids are in organisms such as sea urchins. Spined animals have cannabinoid receptors. And, you know, those are for the endocannabinoids, the cannabinoids that the body itself produces. Substance and this signaling process and retrograde signaling process has uh, been through evolution for hundreds of millions of years, hundreds and hundreds of millions of years. So it must be pretty important to life. And then there's this one beautiful plant that just holds and, and coddles that endocannabinoid system like nothing else. Well, I think that it just, it, the plant happened to develop that and uh, positive for the fact on its own. So tended to, to keep that and preserve it. Well, there are a lot of plants that have many uses, like uh, uh, bamboo, you know, don't, don't forget how important bamboo is, how it's been used for clothing, housing, you know, food, a lot, a lot of different things. But, but it is true that, that cannabis is, is, uh, has some very special aspects to it. Um, one of the reasons why we think so fondly of it is because of its anthropological, the anthropological uh, aspects to it in terms of, uh, we think of it individuals, and part of the reason is that it, it has a definite life cycle that's short enough for us to see, and it has separate male and female plants. And so if you look at annual plants, it's the only one that I know of that has that has not only separate fl- male and female flowers, but separate male and female plants. And so we have an anthropomorphic attitude towards it. You know, people will name it. And, you know, in most species, the male of the species is, for instance, in birds, you see it a lot. And also, like, the female lion is compared with the male lion. But... In both humans and and in cannabis, the female is considered the more beautiful form, or the one that's more looked at. So, so that's another anthropomorphic reason. Similarities just uh, it's it's one of those things that we can to so many uh, joys that we have in our life. I, I found at least. Ed, you know, I, I really want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us tonight. Um, wanted to point everybody back to the uh, Marijuana User Bill of Rights. You can find that on edrosenthal.com. Marijuana Users Bill of Rights on Google. It will come right up. Perfect, perfect. Uh, also, uh, greenaid.com. That's green-aid.com. Uh, Beyond Buds, number one bestseller on Amazon. Uh, obviously, that, uh, like we said, that, that trains are rolling. Um, congratulations, Ed. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Dave Inman. Everyone have a wonderful night. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. 
Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.